0: fourteen-hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend.
1: That's dispatch call of uh, cops talking to cops in San Francisco. And this matters because it's number one, Paul Pelosi, who is evidently, uh, with beyond, evidently, uh, a very. Ill man, in my judgment, because of what he and his wife do, how they do it, how they fund it. Um, he is way off base, far away from the Lord, and he is made in God's image. Matters for that reason. Uh, number two, it matters because people don't deserve to get beaten over the head with a hammer unless they're harming another. Number
0: three, It is so
1: very instructive as to the true nature of this battle we're in. We are in a battle, not with flesh and blood, but with spirits and principalities. And the people we're battling, we think we're battling, they're
0: absolute spiritual captives. And then this, and Chris Bray made this point, it's brilliant. The
1: Mockingbird Media, their first job as they see it is to tell us what something means. Until they understand, prior
0: to even understanding what happened. And this is the template with Paul Pelosi and this this attack. We are being lectured as to what this means. And there's a lot of things it means. And a lot of them are very self-evident. But the uber narrative that this is once again about Trump. (sighs) Everything's about Trump. And the media can never get this. They will never understand it. They are the ones
1: killing themselves. They are the ones driving distrust to the highest levels. They are the ones who are destroying the word journalism.
0: Oh. (laughs) Oh, this. Guess who's to blame? No, I'm serious. Guess who's one of the main culprits in
1: Paul Pelosi getting hit over the head with a hammer by a guy in his underwear who happened to uh, evade? All of the security one would expect to find at the house of the Speaker of the House and people who are worth two, three hundred million bucks somehow cleverly evaded that.
0: Yeah, guess guess who's partially to blame? Me. Nope, I'm not kidding.
1: The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by Big Pharma technocrats and tyrants everywhere. From the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City
0: Exile, Todd Herman.
1: Today is the day the Lord has made and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And, man, I thought my time in the political spotlight was over. Last night, I got a message from a friend of mine whose real name, well, I could say it's Alexis is her real name. She has a persona on on Twitter. And she doesn't use her full name. And she's super well known on Twitter. She, uh, in fact, is a producer at Fox News. I didn't know that. Uh, Fox News local. That's very good. Glad to hear that. It's getting out of digital and into TV. She sent me a note. It's, it's the funniest thing. I, I, was, I was wondering what this was going to happen. Uh, truly, I was. I started to think about when the attack on Paul Pelosi occurred. I started to think, when is someone going to blame me? And it happened. Now, for those counting, I have not worked in Washington D.C. for about see twelve years, but in the Washington Post, and this is three writers. Three writers at the Washington Post blame me as one of the reasons Pelosi, Paul Pelosi was attacked. I've never said, this is the first time I've, second time I've spoken Paul Pelosi's name in an episode of a podcast. Prior to this, I never spoke his name. So Ashley Parker, the lead um, author, if you want to call it authorship, Hannah Allum, and Mariana Sotomayor that's an interesting name Mariana Sotomayor attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband follows years of the GOP demonizing her and (laughs) right there at the top of the list is as Rush Limbaugh would say little old me Soft, harmless little fuzzball. God rest them all. We'll talk about that, and then uh, this—the extent to which the media continues to shove sharp objects into their collective jugular—and the fact that we can clearly observe people held captive spiritually. The my pillow phenomena, and that's what it is—is unexplainable. In this in this way, um, it should not be happening.
0: It should be over. The My Pillow phenomenon should have ended when Mike Lindell began
1: his trip through, and I hope you heard last hour's show, last last episode. Man, am I an old
0: radio guy? When the FBI started to come at him, and when they started to employ their process as punishment. Uh, this should have been over, and my pillow should have ceased to exist.
1: And so how hasn't it? Well, I would tell you this. I, I think God protects his own, and my experience, brief though it was, in an hour-long, a little, little more than an hour interview with Michael Lindell, was God is very real to him, and, and the Lord Jesus is his Savior. And I think that the Lord. Well, I don't think I know that the Lord protects us, unless it's His will that hey, Mike, you know, I'm gonna have to do some other things. My pillow has gone. I do you think that Mike Lindell have trouble finding other things to do, and do well? I don't. But then there's also this. Do you know how this thing began? I, we talk so much about My Pillow, because look, I'll be honest with you. It's it's I'm always honest with you. It's a phenomenon in conservative podcasts. I'm now part of the club. I'm very glad to be, and we get our own special deals through My Pillow, and you get access to our special deals. Do you know that this started with Lindell going to the fair? He was with his pillows. The logo, the first logo, and I think it still lasts, was created by his daughter. And, hey, i got to go with my dad. He's going to the fair, selling his pillows. He was that guy with the little, um, you know, with the headset mic, hawking pillows at the fair. And here's where he's at. And even the forces of D.C., as putrid as they are at the top with some good people back there trying to right the ship. Can't stop them. Part of it is the product. When you buy my pillow, you're talking about a 20, 30-year pillow. Why? Because you can wash it. So, you get the dust mites and stuff out of it. So, it puffs back up. So, it once again forms to your head. Part of it is the fact that you can count on them being available for travel, all the different sizes that exist for the pillow. Part of it is the f- pride of the fact that it's made in the United States of America. Part of it is that it has a 10-year warranty. So in 10 years warranty on a pillow? Are you kidding me? Well, it goes to the quality. That's a, a, another big reason that they have been able to weather this storm. And of course, he built his house on stone. So here's the special deal you get with the Todd Herman Show. Just go to MyPillow.com slash Herman, and when you do, Mike will give you his best offer ever. You will receive a standard MyPillow for only $19.88. Across the site, you can use my name, promo code Herman, for deep discounts on all MyPillow products. That's MyPillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. So go to my page, MyPillow.com slash Herman, use the promo code. And yeah, holidays, sure, it's not too soon. As I said the other day, you got a liberal family member coming to visit you. Family members sneak some my pillows into the bedroom. When they ask why the pillows are great, you'll say, um, "Oh, there's this company uh, podcast guy talks and give them some, and then one day realize they're my pillows." You might even sneak God in their house. Not that Mike is God, he's not, but he's a godly man. Go to MyPillow.com herman and use promo code Herman to take advantage of this special offer from Mike Lindell. Okay, so um, my friend Alexis sends me this note in the Washington Post, writes, In 2010, Republicans launched a Fire Pelosi project, complete with a bus tour, a Fire Pelosi hashtag, and images of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi engulfed in Hades styles flames, devoted to retaking the House and demoting Pelosi from her purchase speaker. Uh, Number one, she wasn't engulfed in flames. There were flames on the website, and that was it. There was no she was no burning Pelosi. Eleven years later, House Minority Leader. <laughs>
0: Eleven years later!
1: She's developing a fact pattern. We had a website called Fire Nancy Pelosi. It was firepelosi.com. The, the campaign was Fire Nancy Pelosi. No, it was Firency it was the most successful digital fundraising campaign at that point in the history of the RNC. And then some, I think we raised something like 6 million bucks in like four days. And, and you guys are probably a lot of the people who donated to this. It was hugely successful. Google came to us and said, hey, we want to study what you did here because you just, you, you, you rose so well in search. How did you do that? So I made the mistake of telling them the truth. I said, here's how we did it. And the Google rep who was writing this all down, she goes, okay, this is amazing. I, I, I got to write this up and take this to our team. And she called me. She says, hey, Todd, I don't remember her name, with Google. Hey, you know what? Um, they were going to do a case study on what we did. I thought that would be cool to have a case study of how we used Google. Uh, and I, frankly, my human ego liked that. And she wrote back to me and said, hey, we can't use this because uh, basically you gamed the system. I said, yeah, absolutely. I gamed the system. None of it's against the rules. I didn't break any Google rules. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. We're not saying you broke any rules. You just gamed the system. I go, you know what? This is exactly what successful people do, and you knew it. You know this is how it's done. It's Google bowling and Google bombing. But to see this in 12 years later, this woman says a fire Nancy Pelosi campaign is the reason that a man in his underwear was able to elude the security one would expect to find around the house of the Speaker of the House who also has the advantage of having grifted hundreds of millions of dollars in insider trading and hence be able to afford security, that a man who appears to be a hapless drug addict, who lives interchangeably in storage containers with children, I would add, or in the basement of a leftist Berkeley home, who has spouted things from the left and from the right and was part of a naked Cuban, a nudist Cuban group, somehow eluded security somehow though being an apparent drug addict was able to hoist himself up into the window of nancy pelosi's house and then obtain a hammer which why does paul pelosi have hammers is paul pelosi some kind of manual labor we haven't heard about obtain a hammer then they struggle over it. but at some point in the struggle Paul Pelosi was able to say, hey, can we stop struggling over the hammer? And the guy says, oh, sure, why? Oh, I just need, a, I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, hey, um, when you come out of the bathroom, we'll start to struggle over the hammer again,
0: okay? Okay. That, that Politico reports this. During the, quote, home invasion, he said, hey,
1: Mr. Home Invasion guy in your underwear, I've got to take a bathroom break. I'm going to let you hold the hammer. We'll we'll, we'll continue the struggle. Goes to the bathroom and then dials 911 and keeps the cell phone open. Okay, that's good because that call will be subject to the FOIA process, Freedom of Information Act. But then again, the cops in LA never, never gave us the camera footage,
0: the body cam footage of Paul Pelosi when he got arrested for drunk driving in a case in which I think he ran into a person. Now, you're not allowed to ask these questions. Was that, a, was that a hookup for sex? Why am I asking that question? Because of the Pelosi lifestyle. <laughs> because they're hedonists. I, I'm not judging their hearts. I'm judging their activities.
1: You know what else isn't, you don't get to ask? Was he delivering drugs to Paul Pelosi?
0: You know what else? No one in the mainstream media is asking. You remember when there was someone who got in the Mar-a-Lago who wasn't supposed to be there?
1: And there was this wild concern about, well, that's the sort of uh, security you can expect with the Trump organization. Well, Trump wasn't hit over the head by a guy in his underwear
0: with whom he struggled with a hammer. But you're not allowed to ask those questions. There's so much to this. And the biggest thing to it is the imposition of narrative. Does the Washington Post actually expect people to believe that you can make the case that a 10-year-old fundraiser that people had forgotten led to Paul Pelosi getting bonked in the noggin? Do they actually believe that they can make and defend the case that Pelosi herself isn't one of the main authors of political attacks? Do they actually believe that? Do they actually believe that they can make the case that there would be no reason whatsoever for people to have organically come to hate Nancy Pelosi in a way far more efficient than the ads? Political ads do not take the place of reality. And there's
1: plenty of reasons that people make the mistake, the grave sin, I would add, of hating Nancy Pelosi. You have a woman who says, he doesn't know it yet, but Donald Trump's going to leave this office and it's going to be fumigated. And, and she's a woman who says, I don't know why there aren't rising. People aren't rising up the streets and there aren't riots in the streets. And, and maybe there should be. And this is a woman who during that same time frame, the Obamacare time frame,
0: you want to know why fire policy worked? Because that woman said, if we lose the house, we will just deem Obamacare to have passed. That was their plan. Will No, I'm sorry. I get that wrong. If there are tough votes, people can't
1: take the votes because they're going to lose. That was it. It was the slaughter plan. Louise Slaughter. In the build-up to Obamacare being at the election point, Nancy Pelosi was asked, there's some tough votes. People not, might not be able to, to, to vote for this and get reelected. You know what she said? That's okay. We will deem it to have passed. She intended to pass that bill to the Senate. Never having voted on it. You don't think that would anger some people? You don't think that people would have reasonable anger? Now, again, the grave sin of hating people is something quite quite apart from that. The organic hatred of Pelosi, who is going about saying that she is a lifelong, very committed Catholic, and God wants us to abort babies, and the whole Bible is about aborting babies. You don't think that could cause some people to organically hate Nancy Pelosi? You think it's just the ads? You think it's a 10-year-old fire Nancy Pelosi campaign?
0: You think it's Kevin McCarthy talking about hitting her in the head with a hammer? And by the way, what are the odds
1: that the guy who was able to g- cross town in his underwear, which honestly, 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 in San Francisco, it's not, it's not uncommon to see people walking around naked. Because I've had some people say, well, wouldn't someone say there's a guy in his underwear? Wouldn't they call the cops? No. No. And if you call the cops in San Francisco and said, there's a guy walking around naked, they go, and?
0: And what? Is he a Republican? Does he have a Trump hat? So some of the questions we're not supposed to ask, like, let's go through the dispatch call. But then let's look at the imposition
1: of narrative. And a mockingbird media that partners with dictators of countries like Washington State, whose dictator's name is Jay Inslee, who came out and said immediately, here's what this means, and immediately seizing the narrative. And then let's compare this to some other things, like, let's compare this to Rand Paul. Let's compare this to what Nancy Pelosi's daughter said about Rand Paul. So, we'll look at all those things and ask more questions one is not supposed to ask about Paul Pelosi, such as Paul, were you paying this guy to come and sexually service you? Is that how he got through security? Was there any security? How could it be that at the Speaker of the House's home in San Francisco, there is no security when, in fact, Google and Facebook executives are driven around by private security? How could that be? Are you listening to this uh, Tuesday morning, right? Uh, People listen when they listen. Uh, But I will have by now left for the gym uh, when you're listening to this Tuesday morning. And I'm taking with me some bone frog coffee. Now, I'm asking for prayers. And the prayer is this, that I can put two brothers together. Uh, There's a coffee shop here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I'm not in Coeur d'Alene, but I'm headed into Coeur d'Alene. That's um, called Life Coffee, L Y F E, and I'm not I'm not trying to promote them. I'm just mentioning where I'm going to take this, but I am going to ask you a favor, which is to start asking Life Coffee if they carry Bone Frog coffee. I mean, that is if you want them to. Bonefrog.us is the website. So I'm going to take in some samples of Bone Frog, some big bags, give them to the owner. Uh, I see a lot of Christian events at this place. Well, I was there the other day with a brother and folks were praying. Some older gentlemen were praying and they prayed for a couple hours. Very cool. So I'm going to take that in there. Here's the prayer I'm asking you for is that in doing this, I'm really also reaching out to introduce Christian brother to Christian brother. That it's not just the coffee. The bags of coffee say on them, God country team. And in a way, I have, uh, I consider myself an honorary member of Tim's coffee team. I can never be, never be an honorary SEAL. There's no such thing. You're either a SEAL or you're not a SEAL. And Tim is a 25 year Navy veteran and Navy SEAL. But on the coffee team, very early on, uh, it became clear to me that God wanted us to work with Tim. And we're really happy to do that. Hey, as you're nearing Thanksgiving, this is a great opportunity. It's a fantastic opportunity. For you guys to try this with friends and family, to go to bonefrog.us and get some of the coffee to try with family, because you get to tell the stories about the SEALs and what they mean to this country and about God, country, team, and what that means to Tim. And that he hires veterans, that he does everything he can to work with veteran-owned companies. Then get the coffee out. It's bonefrog.us. And if you're already buying it, my question is, why not subscribe? so that you're never out of this and then every time you drink a coffee you are in one way raising a virtual toast to SEALs who gave their lives in pursuit of defending this country their lives weren't taken from them they gave them and they didn't want to die wanted to come home but more than that they were willing to die for a brother it's bonefrog.us proceeds do go to support families of fallen Navy SEALs at the Navy SEAL Foundation bonefrog.us Now, I mean, look, when, if someone had broken into your home, and perhaps that's what happened, perhaps this is Malcolm's razor, that this guy, um, though apparently a, a, a guy completely addled by drugs, um, a guy who looks physically weakened, uh, got to the Pelosi's place and said, wow, look, no security. I know, I'll go to a side window and let myself in. And I'll, I'll do a
0: pull up and get myself up into the side window and I'll get in in my underwear and then I'll find a hammer. And then I'll then I'll find Paul Pelosi. And then I'll hit him, but not till the cops arrive. I'll wait till the police get there to hit him.
1: Because that's exactly what the police said happened to officers arrive on scene. They encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup. It was also announced that there was a third party there. Now, again, it could be the simplest of explanations. It could have been one of their illegal immigrants, uh, house workers. No, they got caught. They got caught years. That, I'm, not, I'm not making a racial joke. They got caught doing that. Many of the companies in which they've invested have been caught. It's, it's such a tangled mess anytime you deal with people like this who are people of the lie. So we're not, are we not to ask who was the third person? The police said an unidentified person opened the door. So wait, there's a third person there. That third person didn't call 911.
0: Paul Pelosi called 911 while he took a bathroom break. During a home
1: invasion assault, which we are now told by, we're told this by, by all sorts of blue checks. This was an attempted assassination of Nancy Pelosi. Ilon Omar is saying that. Mr. Weekly Standard, Bill Kristol, has said it was an attempted assassination of Nancy Pelosi by a dude in his underwear carrying a hammer. And I happen to know that anywhere the Speaker of the House goes, there's four or five guys with actual submachine guns, for real submachine guns. I know this. Because 12 years ago, back when I was erecting the first campaign to assassinate Pelosi, which is what the Washington Post says the fire Nancy Pelosi campaign was, it was not an irregular thing for me to get to work. Oh, great. I can't go upstairs because there's uh, the the Speaker of the House is here. So it would be Boehner or after it was Boehner. um, Oh, thank God I've forgotten the name of the guy who took Boehner's place. And I, I, it was Pelosi for a bit. That's right. But it it, it was, that's right. It was, um, the Speaker of the House had been Boehner. (sighs) Or it wasn't even that. Sometimes it was people like Eric Cantor. Uh, Anybody who was in the chain of ascension who could reasonably end up being president, you'd end up with the submachine gun treatment. It was really uncomfortable, frankly, to walk up to your office and, oh, now I can't go in. And it didn't matter who you were. So if Pelosi had been there and it was an assassination attempt, Mr. Naked Hammer Swinger would have been dead. But the imposition of narrative on this is so fast and so quick. And listen to this. You want to hear imposition of narrative. And it's so quick. This clip is so quick at imposing narrative. Up There is reporting, Martha, uh, that the suspect was arrested in his underwear. And the authorities have found a manifesto, as they put it, on social media involving conspiracy theories, including anti-government COVID police. <laughs> so uh, you can read his website. His website went dark. For about, oh, 12 years. And then all of a sudden it went from leftist stuff. He's part of a naked Cuban, a Cuban nudist organization. He'd written on his body, no war, not with my body. He, he'd, oh. he'd been involved with a woman who had apparently been a woman arrested for having sexual contact with 14-year-old boys and becoming obsessed with neighbor boys. Sounds like a very together dude. But the imposition of narrative. Listen to this. Listen to this one more time. Just one more time. I've slowed down the end of this just just a bit. Up There is reporting, Martha, uh, that the suspect was arrested in his underwear and the authorities have found a manifesto, as they put it, on social media involving conspiracy theories, including anti-government COVID police. Oh, I guess it didn't slow down. Anti-government COVID police. I think he means policies
0: anti-government COVID policies. The one sensical thing this guy has
1: said in his life that the government's lockdown was was wrong
0: is the one thing they count as anti-government. And it's anti-government to disagree with the government. And they call his splattering of memes a manifesto? To call his, his writings, as, at least as I've seen it to this day, and maybe more will come out, to call this a manifesto is to call the song Louie Louie a concept album. And incidentally, I'm not the only one who has, is asking questions you're not supposed to ask about this.
1: And looking at the imposition of narrative, wait until you hear what the Young Turks did to impose narrative. It's not that different. Than what the Washington Post published, and incidentally, I've contacted the lead author of that piece and offered to debate her anytime she'd like about who is inciting violence. Because in my estimation, Nancy Pelosi, Ilan Omar, um, and the ilk like that have done more to incite political violence and gotten and gotten it done. They've gotten cops killed. They got congressmen shot. Oh, and um, yeah, Nancy Pelosi's daughter. You know what she said about Rand Paul. Or this guy, John Paulovitz. Pavlovitz. Big leftist blue check. Oh, the imposition of narrative. And the hypocrisy. It's just... Hey, the 3010 weight loss for life thing. I can make this super complicated, and sometimes I choose to. Right? No, I don't choose to make it complicated, but sometimes I choose to go into real
0: vivid detail about this. Let me do something just super simple. Uh, these guys are really good at what they do. Why? Because if they aren't, they get fired. And so they're good at what they do. Do I mean that? Yeah. Yeah, they, they hold themselves to high account. Well, well would not that be a scary place to work? No. Because culture comes from the top. And when the people
1: at SOTA Weight Loss, SOTAweightloss.com, founded the first location in Dallas, Texas, at that moment, they decided to be scientifically rigorous. What do I mean? Our system, when people stick to it, should result in men losing about five pounds of fat per week, dropping, getting rid of, jettisoning, never seeing again, hopefully, but dropping five pounds of fat per week.
0: For women, it should be two and a half to three pounds per week. Every time. Okay, why is that important? Because they created a thesis. They made a prediction. So the degree to
1: which their predictions work would mean that they understand their system. That's a a real
0: simplified explanation of what a P value is. Well, it works. And how do I know that they police their staff? Because the results are trackable. Hey, you're not helping your clients drop fat. This isn't the place for you. And then there's this, the caring. Most of the people there have been through the process of dropping fat. They know it can be frustrating.
1: You know, this is old saying in gyms that the hardest thing anyone ever
0: does in a gym is to walk in the door the first time. And that's often true for folks. So I want to make this super easy. No judgment. In fact, a celebration as you
1: drop the fat. Predictable process. They handle all the messy details, like making sure you have the right convenient foods, convenience foods on hand. They'll help with ongoing education, cooking classes. And if your own mental toughness isn't where you want it to be, you can use the Christian meditation audio programs, which are super helpful. I'll make it simple. They're terrific at this. It's sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A This is the full uh, dispatch conversation, and probably we're going to get to hear the 911 call. That came as Paul Pelosi apparently was able to uh, negotiate to take a break uh, during the home invasion uh, with the dude in his underwear who was able to bypass their security, um, get into uh, the side window, and then find a hammer in the Pelosi home known for being laborers. And then hit Paul Pelosi, but not until the police arrived. There was a third person on hand, but we apparently don't get to know who that is. And that person seemingly did not call 911 because, of course, Paul Pelosi wasn't screaming. For help, when a naked, not naked, but a, an underwear ridden, underwear dressed man broke in and, and found a hammer. But he was able to take a break and go to the bathroom and then come back into the struggle, right? And this was originally reported as a home invasion. This is the dispatch call.
0: Northern Four car 8 Priority 910, 2640 Broadway, right, Cross of Scott and Normandy. Favorite 14 hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Okay. He is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Uh,
1: so we're back. The, the RP stands for reporting person. So presumably this is Paul Pelosi. Sounded somewhat confused. Now, truly, I'd be confused. No, I wouldn't be. Actually, I wouldn't be. God has gifted me with when something like this goes on, I go into hyper focus. It's, it's crazy. I see things and I'm alert to things I don't normally see when there's a situation like this. I just, God has gifted me with hyper focus. So, no, in fact, I wouldn't be confused.
0: Unless I was on meth or on ecstasy or on an array of drugs and drink. Or. And
1: on those drugs and that drink while I was engaged in paid sex with a male prostitute who was becoming dysregulated because he also was on drugs. And maybe I'd asked him if I could do something to him and he got mad. And now he was completely uh, dysregulated and he was starting to get very violent. And I wasn't just thinking about my safety. I was thinking my wife, um, she brings us the money because she's the speaker of the house and she lines up the insider trading on which I grift. And it just got popped for drunk driving. And man, I can't have this on my record. And these guys, the cops are going to come in. And if 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 all of that stuff's going through your head, you better believe it. That you'd be confused. But imposition of narrative. Well, this is the Politico. Paul Pelosi was able to dial 911 himself
0: after telling the intruder he had to go use the bathroom. No, you didn't. Hey, I know you're here to kill me, but can I use the bathroom? Well, I'm actually here to kill your wife. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it easier. Can I go use the bathroom? John Paul Volitz, noted
1: Twitter blue check aficionado, wrote on May 13, 2020 at 8.36 a.m., I get Rand Paul's neighbor. Rand Paul's neighbor who, remember, went over and beat Rand Paul up. And Rand Paul had to go to the hospital with broken ribs, but that was just a, that was just an, I mean, that was a mistake. That wasn't an attempted assassination of a United States Senator. That wasn't due to rhetoric against Rand Paul. That wasn't Nancy Pelosi's fault. Same guy, John Pavolitz, same dude, October 28, 2022, <laughs> two years later, not, or a little less than two years later, He writes, the attack on Paul Pelosi is the direct result of Fox News's and the GOP's purposely irresponsible rhetoric. It will continue to get worse, and if it gets control of Congress, our nation will be unrecognizable. We need to vote these monsters into
0: oblivion. But he gets gets Rand Paul's neighbor. There's this. Nancy Pelosi's daughter put out a tweet. Supporting the guy who beat Rand Paul. Twitter has, by the way, deleted that tweet. But, but, but not before people online grabbed it and made note of it. But the imposition of narrative. The imposition of narrative. Listen to the
1: young Turks
0: In hate on Nancy Pelosi. We have to understand that, you
1: know, this attack was most likely done because of that rhetoric being being spread. Like, that's my prediction is that we're going to find out that this was someone with with very far right motivations and someone who who follows people like Tucker Carlson, like Ben Shapiro, like Matt
0: Walsh. That's my prediction here.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to find that out at all. I mean, and Tucker Carlson has one of the largest platforms in this country that spreads his white nationalist message to millions and millions of impressionable viewers every day. And I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said that it's about education. People are being miseducated, you know, not just by the news and by the media, but in public schools. And, you know, the right wing wants you to believe that public schools are an indoctrination center for communist theory. I wish they were, but actually, people are not learning such things in school so that would give you <laughs> that would give you a little bit of a notion of their grip on reality that that in fact kids are not used le- learning marxism in the public schools well maybe not not marxism officially but critical theory hates your country hates your parents become a sexually emancipated being at the age of five because god knows that you're ready for that your body was not created by god sufficiently well so it needs to be recreated by pharma All black people are virtuous victims. All white people are oppressors unless you suddenly find out that you are, in fact, not a boy but a girl. In that case, now you are a victim yourself. Look at that. You win. That gives you an idea of the grip, the tenuous grip they have on reality, if grip at all, and the fact is not
0: at all, but the imposition of narrative. They needed to mean this. Why? 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 Horrible example. You want it? Do you want the example? Sure. Sex abusers will construct in their mind a narrative they employ. I am helping. I, particularly pedophiles, I am helping this child find their true self. This feels good to me, so it feels good to them. This touch will become pleasurable. They've been unfairly treated as less than their parents just because they're younger. I understand them. I'm teaching them. Skills they will need. Now, that is exaggerating
1: the comparison on purpose, but you have people who are quite aware of the fact that they have a senile old man who's been a lifelong grifter, who is not, not the least bit in any consistent way connected with who he is or what he's doing, and they're calling him president. They have bragged about rigging elections. They know they rigged the elections. They don't know that they stole them, but they know they rigged them. They've bragged about it you have blue checks in good standing saying, oh yeah, 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 we rigged the election and I'd rig it again because, because Donald Trump is orange. They know that. They know that they speak lies. No one believes a man is a woman. There is no one who actually believes a man is a woman. But they speak these lies because they have to speak these lies because they have to say on the winning side because they've got to say on the popular side. They've got to say on the virtue signaling side. They've got to stay on the side that says your sin's cool. They've got to stay on the side that, okay, so you, you're a bit of a miscreant. Well, that's cool. Just keep being a miscreant. So you have these, these fleshly desires. Well, that's good. Uh, that's, you're just being you. They have to stay on that side because if they begin to examine this stuff in light of reality or with some comparison to the actual author of morality,
0: then they can't do the things they do anymore with freedom, with mental freedom.
1: And so we get.
0: Imposition of narrative like that. Elon Musk. Uh, the <clears throat> I was going to say CEO.
1: He's actually, I guess, well, he's CEO, but he's basically the owner of Twitter because it's a private company now. And this is from uh, Revolver.news. Elon drops bomb, replies to Hillary that Nancy Pelosi's husband may have been in an altercation with a male prostitute. No! No! Elon Musk tweeted a link from the Santa Monica Observer. The site right now, uh, as I record this, is basically shut down with, with traffic, one would assume. Santa Monica Observer writes, the awful truth. Paul Pelosi was on drugs and in a dispute with a male prostitute Friday morning. Paul Pelosi stated he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he
0: is a friend. We just listened to that. We just listened to the Young Turks pretend this
1: guy, that they knew he, or they're predicting, so that's not pretending, but they were predicting he had a long, far-right background. Okay, let's do this. Let's look at the
0: background we can find. This is Michael Schellenberger writing on Substack, a journalist writing on Substack.
1: And he tracked this guy down. De Pappi's politics have little rhyme or reason. In the past years, De Pappi shared a post about Stephen Colbert's 2006 roast of George W. Bush at the White House correspondence dinner, linked to videos of Disney films altered to make it look like the characters were swearing, and claimed Jesus is the Antichrist. Not exactly a litany of right-wing tropes. Incidentally, he also apparently claimed that he himself is Jesus Christ, and he's not. He continues his piece, and as I discovered yesterday, the Pappy lived with a notorious local nudist in a Berkeley home complete with a Black Lives Matter sign in the window, an LGBT rainbow flag emblazoned with a marijuana symbol hanging from a tree. A closer look reveals the characteristics of a homeless camps or what Europeans call an open drug scene. In the driveway, a broken-down camper van on the street is a yellow child, uh, a, a school bus, which neighbors say the Pappy occasionally stayed in. Both are filled with garbage typical of such structures and homeless encampments. People come and go from the house and the vehicles. Neighbors say in parts to partake, partake in the use of potent psychedelic drugs and like um, ibogaine. Neighbors describe the pappy as a homeless addict with politics that was, until recently, left wing, but of secondary importance to his psychotic and paranoid behavior. Well, of course it's secondary. See, people who go through things like this, you you think being right wing. Gets you twisted enough that you're going to go beat up an old man with a hammer? No, you know what does that? You know what does that? Being captured by pure evil taking you to a baseball game to murder congressmen because Bernie Sanders said they're literally killing 50 million Americans. That's what Bernie said. The Republican plan uh, is uh, right now uh, killing uh, 50 million Americans. It's politics as God. That's what gets you to that point. It's godlessness. It's emptiness. It's there's no hope, but only the Democrats can save us. And in this case, only the narrative can save us. We have to have it mean this. And then there's the coldest, most cynical, most disgusting reason. Say it with me. Ready?
0: Never let a good crisis. Right go to waste. No one in the mainstream media is asking, where was the security?
1: No one in the mainstream media, even the Politico who
0: broke this portion of the story said, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. The guy broke into your house and let you take a bathroom break. No one in the media is saying, did he arrive in his underwear? No one in the media is saying, wait, can we see the security camera footage?
1: It's one of the wealthiest streets in San Francisco. Every house
0: on that street has security cams. Can we see those? No one's waiting to make judgment until the
1: 911
0: call comes in, in which Paul Pelosi sounded confused. No one's asking the simple question of, hey, if this was a home invasion, why did the glass on the back, on the back door,
1: why did it get busted from outside? Uh, pardon me. Why did it get busted from the inside with the glass blowing out? Oh, and by the way, if he broke into the house in the side window that was left open, why did he go break the window, the, the, the French doors?
0: Why did he go break those with a hammer? Maybe he was just in a psychotic rage. And here's how you end up with the media being a lie machine.
1: This is how they can never warn us. The media is incapable of warning us about really bad things. Want to know why? Because by not asking these questions, here's what they say. By not asking those questions, not demanding those answers, not demanding the security cam footage, you know what they're
0: saying? We don't care. The election is Tuesday. Next Tuesday is the election. That's when it's presumably over. Oh, we'll start asking
1: questions then. Right now, we need you to believe it's the narrative. We need you to believe the narrative. Oh, and what's at the heart of the narrative? Here's, it, here's what's at the heart of the narrative to Democrats.
0: Unless you vote for us, is going to break into your house and beat you with a hammer. Of course it's a lie. It's fantastical.
1: But it's coming from people who are utterly, spiritually held in bondage. I hope that's clear. And therefore, they're not people we can hate. We're not to hate any people. Yeah, they'll get to the answers sometime after the election. Well, I should say this, after the next six months when they spend six months supposedly counting the votes. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind,
0: and be grounded in the sole source of truth.